Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The last 12 months has changed our lives in ways which we never expected. Welcome to COVID Lives, a podcast series that looks at Irish lives during this extraordinary time in history. My name is Gavin Dowd, and I'm going to be speaking to people who have unique and meaningful stories to share about their lives throughout the pandemic. Whether it involved looking out for others, starting something new, or just finding ways to remain positive amidst the doom and gloom. This week, I speak to songwriter Ruth Ann Cunningham. I didn't know how we were going to do it or what we were going to do, but I was like, let's just get as many people as we can on board. And, you know, before I knew it, about a week later, we had uh, dreams done remotely. Ruth Ann has penned songs for the likes of Britney Spears, Niall Horan and John Legend. But last year, she embarked on a slightly different project. She brought together nearly 40 of Ireland's greatest female artists to record a cover of the Cranberries song Dreams. The group is called Irish Women in Harmony. They've raised over a quarter of a million euro for Safe Ireland. They've surpassed five million streams on Spotify and together have made Irish music history. So tell me, what music have you been listening to during lockdown? What's been getting you through? Oh, wow. Well, I'm a big, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big fan of older music. So I listen a lot to Jeff Buckley, Jeff Buckley's Grace album, um, old, I mean, Fleetwood Mac Rumors actually was an album that I kind of got back to in, in lockdown. Carol King um, was another album that I kind of delved back into. So yeah, I was kind of got back into the greats really during lockdown, which is the albums that I really was listening to growing up. So I kind of started going back to that really, because um, it made me nostalgic and thinking about, you know, happier times and during you know, what was a hard time. So, but yeah, I still love discovering new music like Arlo Parks is one that I discovered in lockdown and her and Daniel Caesar. I love all them as well. So yeah, a bit of old, bit of new. Are you a vinyl person or are you completely digital? I'm a big vinyl person, actually. I have a vinyl player behind me. So yeah, I have a, a good vinyl collection of all my kind of favorite albums. Um, and also I normally get a vinyl of most of the albums I've written on as well for other artists. So I have a nice little collection um, and I do, I do love, I just love the sound of a vinyl as well. Um, I, I, just, I just, it sounds older to me, but I just love it. So um, yeah, I'm definitely not as digital as I am old school vinyl. <laughs> there's, there's something about the kind of crackling sound you get on vibe, vinyl. Yeah. It's just, it's nice and authentic. It's nice and homely. And even if you don't have a vinyl player, like I know people who have records, but don't have a player to play them on, they're like 
you know, pieces of art to just have up on the wall. They really are. They're like collectibles, yeah. really. Like, I love having them just as collectibles. So, yeah. I wanted to get your opinion about something that has exploded since the start of the pandemic and has taken a central role in the music industry and now seems to make or break new music. And that is TikTok, which a lot of people are using now to get their new music. What do you make of it? Well, I think that any way for people to just, any way for fans to discover new music, I think is is a good thing. I don't think that's ever a bad thing, but I'm not 100% sold on the TikTok train yet. Um, but I think it's amazing to see the effect that it's had and how it can blow up a song. And there's been so many amazing success stories. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The social media, the TikTok thing. I just would worry that it may not be... Oh, how do I say this without... It may not be finding, like, iconic artists, but maybe it will. I don't know. I don't... Sometimes I don't know if it's, like, novelty songs that are coming through instead of maybe, like, w- would you discover, like, a Fleetwood Mac or an Alicia Keys on TikTok? I just don't know. I haven't seen that happen yet. If that can happen... And it can discover all types of different artists. I think that would be good. But sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, I hope this isn't just like, you know, a viral song for a moment and then doesn't actually help to make long careers because you really do want a long career, you know, not just a viral moment. So we'll we'll have to see on that front. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to get your perspective on it as a songwriter, because I kind of agree with you. I'd kind of say it seems to be more about the song rather than the artist. And... Yes. the way tiktoks are presented they're usually no longer than 10 or 15 seconds you only hear a tiny fraction of that song it's just about the soundbite or the chorus and yeah. i wonder from your perspective choruses are obviously really important in pop songs but you want to write the whole package i assume it's not just about the earworm yeah and i'm a big lyric person so i love hearing the entire song and that's the thing is that um, when you cut songs down to the bite size, can you really appreciate it as a full piece of art? Um, or is it just ear candy, earworm? And that's the difference, I guess, between kind of like bubblegum pop and different genres of music. So it kind of depends what you're into, um, you know. But even like thinking about it as a teenager, like I loved full songs then. I don't know if I'd be satisfied with just a snippet and a, and a clip and a dance and everything like that. Because you need the songs also that you cry to and you dance to like uh, that you do other things too and that mean other things in your life so I think that you know it's still important to buy into an entire body of work and buy into an artist as a whole and to hear the artist's perspective and not just to buy into a song and I guess the worry with TikTok is that yeah it's going to be um churning out more just bite-sized songs rather than making artist careers so Ruthann the main reason I wanted to speak yeah. to you was about your incredible achievement over the past year in organizing directing and producing Irish Women in Harmony and the song Dreams, which was released in May last year. So this involves getting together nearly 40 Irish female musicians, the cream of the Irish music industry. And it was a charity single, which was raising money for Safe Ireland. I think there was an album called A Woman's Heart, if I'm not mistaken, in the early 90s, which did something yeah. similar to this. But in recent years, had anything like this been attempted? Well, actually, there's never been a song in history in Ireland with 40 Irish females on it. Cause I think a woman's heart, they all did separate songs. Um, but yeah, so this was kind of a, a very historical thing to do, which I didn't know at the time. But then afterwards I was like, oh, no one's ever done this before with all females. <laughs> uh, you've accidentally written yourself into the history books. So where did the <laughs> idea come about first? And 
Who was involved? I had a lot of time over lockdown and that's the beauty of lockdown in a way is that there was so much negative things that happened but there's also this was such a positive thing that came out of it because I don't think me and the girls always say we would never have had the time to do this with everyone scheduling and trying to get people together you know is tough at the best of times so and the fact that this all happened uh, during lockdown was so special because I don't think it would have happened otherwise. But it started really when um, I've been, uh, since I've been releasing my own music as an artist, I've been keeping an eye on the Irish music scene. And I was starting to be on some lineups of festivals and I noticed how little women there were in the lineups. But I would go and always check out the music of, the, uh, of some of the females that I'd heard about or seen around town or, you know, different musicians talking about, oh, you should check out this person. And I started listening to some of the music and I was like, wow, like, why haven't, why isn't this all over the airwaves in Ireland? Like, why don't I know her? Like Orla Gartland and Pillow Queens. I was like, Pillow Queens. I was like, how are these acts not household names? And, and I also was getting tweeted a lot by, by people saying, you know, this TV show has had not one single female artist the entire season. Um, you know, what's going on? Where, where are you? Can you not do it? Or like tweeting the other girls saying the same thing. How come I can't, how can I request your song, The Vow on the radio and they won't play it and stuff like that. And when the audience starts noticing, that's when you know you have a real problem because audiences don't always know what goes on behind the scenes. But the fact that a lot of the women were getting comments like that and tweets like that, and there was a narrative starting to happen from the audience listening to the radio and looking at the TV screen, I started being really concerned. I was like, wow, this is so sad. That, um, that it's this hard to break a female artist in Ireland. Um, we're not really getting seen or heard as much as our male counterparts, who I absolutely love and I work with and I've written some of their songs for the males. So I'm not against the males. I just was like, wow, like what, what's the issue here? So that was the first thing. And then the second part of it that really spurred on the full idea was that I was getting uh, contacted by a lot of UK charities um, to do stuff uh, during covid and um, it really, you know, I was missing home so much. I'm very proud to be Irish. And I was like, well, I really want to do something for Irish charities because that's where I'm from. So when I was thinking about what could I do for an Irish charity that would really get people on board, you know, not just little old me, I started thinking, wow, this actually is an amazing time for the women of, in music in Ireland to speak and to be heard. And at the same time, use our voices for a good cause to raise money. Um, where it's really needed during COVID and, and we chose Safe Ireland for domestic abuse and um, victims. So then I just started sliding into the DMs because I didn't know any of the artists personally and, and just literally was like, hi, I'm Ruth Ann. I'm a singer-songwriter from Ireland. Would you like to do a cover with me? I think it's high time that the women of Ireland in music were seen and heard and we, we need to do this um, to raise money. And I, I was overwhelmed with the amount of yeses I was getting. And I think everyone was just kind of dying to do something together. I didn't know how we were going to do it or what we were going to do. But I was like, let's just get as many people as we can on board. And, you know, before I knew it, about a week later, we had uh, Dreams done remotely. Who picked Dreams? So Erica and I were discussing covers and, you know, we both were like, should we do um, Sinead O'Connor, The Cranberries? And it was Erica when we said The Cranberries that went, I think Dreams would be fab. And then I looked at the lyrics and cause she said, because we, we had decided by then we were doing it for Safe Ireland for domestic abuse. And it just something about the lyric really hit me. And the other thing when she said Dreams that really hit me was I was like, wow, I know how we can do this where it won't be a karaoke version because that's the fear when you're doing a cover mm. of such an iconic song is you don't want to just do it the same way 
that the Cranberries did. It had to be reimagined. It had to be, you know, for 2020. Um, and it had to have a feeling with it that would that I wanted to make people cry. I mean, that might sound weird, but I wanted it to I wanted it to really resonate with people and connect and for people to get goosebumps and cry. And so dreams, when she said that, I was like, oh my God, that's it. That is it. Because I know, I can hear how it will sound. And um, so I think that, yeah, Erica, well done, Erica. So you're telling me that this was put together all just in a week. Yeah, I had, um, I had seven days to get the audio done because we had deadlines for Spotify. You have to, you need like a three week, four week uh, lead time. And I was like, you know, I really want to get this out before everyone's you know someone else maybe comes up with this idea and um so yeah so we we had seven days to get the audio together and like I think we had two weeks to get the video together but the audio was kind of the most important part and so that was I didn't sleep for I don't think I didn't sleep for like six days because I was producing it alone from home and all the girls were just sending me their parts and I just got everybody to sing a take of the song in whatever way they could on whatever mic or whatever way some of them sang into the iphone you know the earphone microphone um, and the same with the musicians just record your instrument in any way that you can everyone sent me everything and that was when the real work started to kind of piece it all together and that's what took probably you know the six days um, and then i was live mixing it with the mix engineer and um, remotely as well so everything was done remotely it's incredible the ingenuity that we all showed during lockdown you managed to put together a brand new song with nearly 40 musicians all in different parts of Ireland some of them in different parts of the world recording on different devices within a week necessity is the mother of all invention as they say yeah I mean what's crazy is I think for all of us because like everyone did their part and it was such a team effort and everyone contributed you know the best that they could with what they had And it really just showed all of us, like, we don't need fancy studios. Like, we can do this from our bedrooms. Like, we can make albums. We can make music. Like, the string parts in Dreams that you hear were recorded on iPhones. No microphone. Like, just the iPhone mic. And it's insane to me how beautiful they sound. And I'm like, it really showed me, actually, that we don't need all these fancy budgets and fancy studios. You really can make something that is impactful and has an impact and um, with really not much at all. And that was actually a really good lesson for all the girls and me. It was like, whoa, like, you know, because sometimes before COVID, you could be a bit bratty and say, oh, well, I need the best microphone. I need the best producer. I need the best, you know, and then you really, and it also showed us all what we could do ourselves, like as mu- as the musicians and, and everything there was, you know, it was just like, really, we got to all really flex our creativity um, and me, it was, you know, as a producer, it was a huge challenge. And I just was really proud that I, you know, just completed it. I didn't even know what was going to happen next. But I was just like, I'm glad I've just got this sounding to a point that it sounds, you know, listenable. What strikes me uh, when I listen to the song and strikes so many people, I'm sure, is the contrasting voices. Yeah. There's, you know, people like Moya Brennan, who's from the Irish traditional music genre you've people like erica cody who's about 30 years younger and is you know doing hip-hop and r&b and it's it's just beautiful to hear them line by line contrasting against one another so many different timbres so many different uh shades in the voices aside from the song how important as a woman musician and songwriter how important is it for you to have a kind of a support group of other women who are in the industry 
I mean, it's it's amazing. That was the other thing that came out of it was like we didn't just get this song out of it. We got a friendship group. We got a community. It was um a lot of the times as a female in music, you're kind of pitted against the other females like there's only room for one. I've had that in songwriting rooms where there's six men and I'm the only woman and it's like, oh, we can't have too many women because, you know, women don't get on or there's a drama and it's this myth, you know, we worked, this was one of the smoothest projects I've ever done with no conflict, not one bit of ego. Nobody texted me saying, oh, I should have got that line. Why is she saying nothing like that? The, the support and also what we have this WhatsApp group and whenever, you know, one of us needs advice on, you know, some, you know, one of the girls will text me and say, does anyone know any like videographers in Ireland? And people will send in, oh yeah, I worked with this person or what mic are you guys using? Like there's such a support. And also for just what we've all been through, it was interesting to kind of, when I, when I was saying, you know, that we, that we wanted to do this to get these females heard, the stories of how much roadblocks there'd been for radio, TV, how they couldn't get on air and everything. And we all had very similar stories was like, wow, this is so good because we understand what we've all been through and we can be there for each other. So Moya's on the chat, you know, whenever, when everything was happening with Black Lives Matter, we were able to be supportive to the girls in the chat. It was like, it just, it's just this, it's actually become like this whole community. And I think that it helped us all get through lockdown because we sent so, we were just talking every day um, during that time. And then getting to perform on the Late Late Show together and meet for the first time and like socially distance meet, but still meet. It was just like that, that added a whole other element of just how special the project was. And what I do love about the vocals and what I did, and I'm glad you said that is because I wanted to show the versatility of all the different type of voices we have in Ireland because a lot, I write for a lot of artists who sound the same. And I loved how when everyone was sending me back their vocals, how different everyone sounded. And I just thought that was so magical and really proved how much talent there is in Ireland that we don't all, we all aren't trying to do the same. We're doing our own thing. And you can really hear that in the vocalists. I agree with you totally. And uh, as, as you said, you know, the legacy of this song is not just the song itself. It's not just the huge amount of money that was raised for charity. It's not the Christmas song that you, you also did the follow-up. It's, I guess, the bonds that were created between a group that wouldn't necessarily have met before. I, you know, would Erica Cody have been singing alongside Moyo Brennan in other circumstances? Probably not. No, and it opened up the door, I think, for people to just realize that you can collab with different genres and you don't have to like, oh, I can only collab with the person that does alternative rock. I can only collab. You know, it really opened up everyone's minds to like, you really, it's just about creativity and being creative together. And yeah, it definitely created a bond and it and it's a bond that will last like forever. You know, we're, we all now support each other's releases. We're, you know, still on text with each other. We're, you know, doing this album together of the Irish Women and Harmony. We want to do shows together. So it's something that hopefully will last like a long time. And honestly, you know, it just also proves that when you bring a massive group of women together, I mean, the power of it was just like, you know, when a lot of people would have said, oh, that'll never work too much ego, too much conflict. And it was the opposite. It was, it was beautifully and beautifully, beautifully done together and very powerful together. You started something that probably was just intended to be a song, Irish Women in Harmony. You mentioned that an album is coming, live shows are coming. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of working on an album remotely. We're still remotely because we still can't all get together. But hopefully soon we're trying to do a writing camp that hopefully can be done before the end of the summer together. And um, I can't really say much about the live shows yet, but we'd love to do something together. I mean, we haven't all got to perform Dreams together 
um, yet. So I think that would be really special. Um, and to have kind of like this all female lineup where you'd go to a show and see, you know, the Pillow Queens do a set and then Lyra do a set and then Erica do a set. I, th- I just think that'd be so cool. And then us all come together to sing some songs together. So it's definitely in the works. And um, we're all very busy with our own careers as well. So it's um, making sure we have the time to do it. But I think it would be something that would be really special. So watch this space. Excellent. Excellent. And look, many people would look at normal festival lineups and say, Jesus, that's nearly an all male festival lineup. So maybe it's time we have an all female festival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ruth Ann Cunningham, thank you very much for joining me. That's it for this episode of COVID Lives. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.